Give me head, give me head, give me headlines, and give me head. <laughs> give me head, give me head, give me headlines. It's me, Kevin Smith. It's me, Ralph Garman. And normally, of course, the headlines we talk about are like, you know, fucking guess who's fucking who or guess which movie is is hey doesn't this trailer look good oh fucking tricked again it's that's the kind look, of headline look at do. the money this, this thing made for those people yeah um today we might as well yeah. look at the actual fucking headlines being that little history happened during uh our our time away first off welcome to the new year everybody um uh, hopefully everybody made it across to 2021 remember when we looked at 2021 and we were like it's gonna be amazing it's gonna be oh, like it's our savior so different 2021 was like hold my beer and so we saw something happen the other day um in real time like i was sitting here enjoying writing clerks three and jennifer came in she's like there, there's something going on at the Capitol." And I was like, yeah, there's that march. And she's like, no, I think they're like breaking in. And then I started watching and I had not stopped watching for like fucking three days. I've been watching cable news incessantly because as much as I enjoyed writing Clerks 3, and I really do, um, we are living through history. It would be yes. like writing Clerks 3, you know, while September 11th was happening and be like, you right. know, I'll check in on the 12th. Like or during Pearl Harbor. Yes. Yeah. Um, what were your thoughts as you saw um, the best and the brightest that our nation has to offer? Um, Discuss. Stepping was beyond. My first. Stepping beyond the tiny railings that stop you from, you know, fucking rushing the stage when me and Ralph are on it at like uh, a venue. Like that's all they had. Like the simple, those little like linking gate things, stanchions. And then I yeah. saw a video that somebody sent me and I was like, no way this is real and then it circulated in the legit media of like just cops open the gates up for people and they like walk right in yeah uh, it looks like it was an inside job which is really fucking terrifying like yes. because here we stand a few days later and you know i would not say and things are back to normal but like fucking and the republic still stands I don't think that was the intent the other day as we're learning, as more and more news reports come out. You know, it's one thing to find a bag of pipe bombs. It's another thing to find out that the Pentagon like had instructions to like not respond, to yes. not send the National Guard, that the president wouldn't send the National Guard, that, you know, it fell to, I guess, the vice president to make some sort of decision. That's like. I know we're not supposed to talk about politics and everyone gets all pissy because we're entertainers and we shouldn't matter and shit. And I'm with you on that. I fucking agree. But I'm sorry. I, I pay a fuck ton in taxes, probably more than most, definitely more than most of the people who are angry enough to fucking march on the Capitol. So as somebody who gives up over 50% of whatever he fucking makes to the government to pay taxes, I think I have the right to weigh on, uh, weigh in on the situation, Ralph completely fucking batshit yes terrifying and disgusting and deeply troubling about the state of government in general with a big g as well as our own government but it just stinks all the way to every level of 
the people who are supposed to be representing us in a representative republic. And it makes you feel a little powerless and a lot scared. At least mm. it does for me. The big news, of course, uh, from just mere hours ago from today, because, you know, every day with this administration is the big news is um, after four years of fucking the world begging Jack Dorsey to do something about the president's Twitter account, they threw Trump off Twitter. Yeah. Now he had to wait until every horse left the barn before he closed the door. Pretty much. What a hero. But that being said, look, it's done. So amen for that part. Here's my question. Which do you think, like, it's one thing to lose the election. And clearly it has, you know, affected him um, in some ways, unhinged him if he wasn't already. Then you lose something that's even more dear to you than the presidency of the United States, which is your platform and aid, his know, audience. Yeah. And, and you're fucking, I'll be honest with you. I like early on in the days of Twitter, when I was at like 1 million, when I passed 1 million and was heading to 2 million or something like that. Like, I remember having nightmares about like fucking waking up and all my followers were gone. Like, who would I be? What the fuck would I do if I didn't have them anymore? You know, and that was years ago, and I feel way differently about it now. He <laughs> feels the way I seem to feel years ago. Like, this seems like his nightmare to, like, lose the presidency and then lose Twitter back to back. That that makes me even more scared that a dude without at least the, you know, um, the stress valve of angry tweeting and shit is sitting alone in in the white house with nothing to do except plot hateful revenge that's all i've been thinking about all night yeah he's he's rudderless and um who knows what he is willing to do to reap whatever he believes is the righteous revenge that is owed him for these indignities that he has been forced to suffer how dare he lose how dare you take something away from him? How dare you force him to deal with the repercussions of his actions and the, the, the circumstances which anyone else would have to deal with if they were responsible for what happened the other day? It, th those ideas are all foreign to him, and he is likely to not be able to, uh, to absorb them and to comprehend and to act in a rational manner. Um, I Look, you know, I, it sucked when yoga hosers didn't light the world on fire. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> but I didn't, in turn, then light the world on fire. Like, you know, you lose. There, it's a weird pathology to see at work because it is, even though this is a dude who has, like, bankrupted casinos and stuff like that, has technically lost in his life. At least by his estimation, he has not. And this is him having to swallow defeat like yeah, he was always able to live in his own version of reality and rationalize away any other downtick in his career or his life he was always able to just deny it and lie to himself and to those around him and he was always had a, a enablers whether it was his family or his his staff who propped up those lies and now he is forced to confront them and he, i don't believe he's ever had that experience before um i watched the video do you watch the video of the washington post posted today with the story 
So they have like first person video inside um, the Capitol where the um, former Air Force um, uh, pilot. Oh, the a- Ashley, uh, whatever. Yeah, what, was, Ash- shot? Yes, where she shot. Yeah. So it's everything leading up to it. <clears throat> About two minutes of it. And there's three like cops like, you know, uh, but they don't have guns drawn or anything. If they, if they had guns, they were still holstered. But three Capitol Hill cops, I guess, who like there's a, like their backs are against these closed doors on the other side of the closed doors are, um, you know, senators and or congressmen. Um, they're this one dude is like face to face with this cop and he's a younger police officer and he fucking like punches the door next to the dude's head which is a glass window then punches again and it fucking shatters like i I just that alone i'm like i i there's no way on earth that i do that and a cop doesn't like fucking put me to the ground like how did how did it happen so you watch these I felt bad at first because they're standing there like, what the fuck are we supposed to do? Because there's like this hallway is filling up with people who are screaming at them and fucking hostile. And then you hear people yelling, fuck the blue. And you're like, wait a second. Like fucking, I thought this was a blue lives matter crowd and stuff like that. And then finally those cops just kind of move away. And you know, the people have at it with the doors. Meanwhile, there's someone else on the other side of the door with a gun and somebody says it like three times on the video. They're like, there's a gun. He's got a gun. And still like people keep bashing on the windows. And then this uh, woman is lifted up and she goes to climb in and you can see the whole thing. You see the dude with the gun. He just boof, like shoots as he's trained to do Mm -hmm. some aggressor coming in, trying to get at the Senate or whatever. I guess that's that's his training. Yes, this was an attack on the seat of power of the United States of America. And if you saw this video, like, you know, they keep elsewhere in the media, there's like, well, the protesters and and like this got out of hand. And look, once they got in the building, they just walked, you know, between the fucking ropes and shit like that. This this video is terrifying. Like, honestly, like I would like to think that I have a stronger like uh spine than these cops that were watching this door and then just eventually walked away. But I would probably done the same fucking thing. I'm like, Oh my God. They were so overwhelmed with numbers. And there was people like saying, he was like, I've seen people get hurt on our way in. Like, you're going to get hurt. Like, I don't want to see you get hurt. You should just buy. And in that real kind of threatening talk, like, I don't want to see you get hurt, but they were maintaining that like sooner or later, more of us are coming and you will get crushed. I saw a video of a police officer being, squeezed between fucking shields those heavy mm-hmm. plastic sh- shields and stuff like that Did like you see the one of the guy chasing the cop up the stairs have you seen that yes video? yes and like there's this back and forth where he'll take a few steps and then turn around and then and then the like, cop what, goes what? to leave and then it's like a like a dog chasing after uh, a small animal that moves the movement engages the predator and he starts chasing him again and it's one lone cop with a baton basically until they get into this large anteroom where more cops show up and there's sort of a stalemate but it it was terrifying yeah it was uh i mean i'm glad of course that they all reconvened and counted the electoral votes till like three in the morning 
Yeah. Because otherwise the message sent is like, look, you can, you can disrupt government. Shocking, although not shocking. Um, what instigated all this, the person that put it in motion, we're sitting in a weird, a weird, scary period in history. And, and, you know, I know everyone keeps going like, yeah, but in 12 days, but like, uh, you know, now I'm worried about what happens in 12 fucking days. Well, I think, you know, you're hearing a lot of talk about people wanting to file articles of impeachment right away because here's the thing. You can't allow this kind of insurrection, this sedition to go unchallenged. You can't just run out the clock and say, well, he's going to be gone in 12 days and then all our problems will be over because that empowers the next guy. Maybe it's not Biden, but 20 years from now, the next guy says, well, you know, I can probably try a coup because that other guy got away with it. He didn't really have to pay a price. They just let him run out his, his term. So there has to be repercussions. There has to be penalties paid. There has to be charges levied and, and, and sentences doled out. And I feel that way about all these people who were coming through the doors of that building as well. They, they need to identify as many of them as they can. And many of them have done this, the great service of confessing their crimes on social media and they need to be captured and arrested and charged with the, the maximum penalty. You got a little kid, um, Olivia, what do you tell her about all this? Like this is <laughs> dad, dad saw this growing up as well. Luckily she is blissfully disconnected from the news in the real world. She doesn't have much interest. She kind of picks up stuff on the periphery that kind of just floats in her environment and we've kind of just explained to her that some people are angry about the way the election turned out and they're they're acting poorly and they're breaking the law and you give her sort of the broad strokes but i'm glad that she i know some parents you know it's about access too. some parents are watching it with their kids in the room and i just don't think it's appropriate for a nine ten year old kid to have to try to digest that stuff you know? when you were a kid do you remember i was born 70 so i don't remember like watergate or vietnam by the time i started like being cognizant everything was done you know yeah. i remember jaws starting in like 1975 that's that's when my kind of that's when i start clocking shit mm. do you remember like Watergate, I remember Watergate or, the, or the, sure. the Vietnam War as a kid? I don't remember much war. I remember the, the talk about it amongst in family gatherings and things like that. But I don't remember seeing much of it on the news. But I distinctly remember the Watergate hearings on television. And I just thought it was a bunch of old white guys just talking in suits. I didn't really it didn't really affect me much. I was aware of it. And I I tried to figure out what was going on a little bit and all i know was that the president did something bad and he was probably not going to be president anymore that's about as distilled as it got for me at that age this whole thing just reminds me of how um woefully ignorant i am of so many things in life politically ignorant definitely for sure um the uh you know i'm I, i've learned more about government you know, in politics in the course of the last four years than I had in the previous 46 or whatever, what have you. Um, I'll be honest with you though. Like, you know, I'm, I'll be more diligent. I mean, it's not like, you know, I fucking led to Trump. I voted the other way and shit. The, e the email lady, that was my fucking vote. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it is a, a kind of thing where like, you know, going, um uh, fuck i forget what i was gonna say i had a pothole it was 
felt like it was going to be a sound thought. You were talking about how you'll be more aware politically. Oh, and more engaged. that's what it is. And, the, and my yeah. summation point was, but I'm looking forward to the Biden presidency because I really feel like I could check out more. <laughs> I don't have to read the news. I don't have to be like, what did he say? Oh, my God. You're not alone. Yeah. People are dying to live in an era where they don't have to pay attention to the president every single day. It's crazy. And I have been, I've been that guy for four years. I've been doom scrolling on Twitter and I've been speaking out and fla- flaming up and, and just it's exhausting. And we want to live in a world where we can re- elect representatives to do that job and represent us and check in with us on the big things. You know, we'll vote on uh, on ballot initiatives and things like that. When you need our opinion, when we need to weigh in on which direction the country's going in, we'll be there. But for the most part, your job is to steer the ship and we don't have to we don't have to row the ship and steer it you know Mm. the uh when you were you've been doing daily longer than you've been you know at the ralph report you can go back on k-rock for a while yeah did you like like you know you guys did five days a week right and so you had to do headlines and mostly of course entertainment like during the showbiz beat but like during the show itself like politics would come up did it come up every day no. So there were there were vast swaths of days, you would say, like where you, you guys didn't talk about Clinton or it had to be exceptional. Bush. It had right. to be exceptionally white hot news for us to even comment on it. You know, we talked about Clinton during the Monica Lewinsky impeachment thing. You know, there was election time. You would talk about stuff. But on the whole, no, we just everybody was just living their lives. Might be. You think we ever get back to that? Or do you oh, think? Yeah. Oh, really? Sure. I think this is an anomaly. This guy is is a, a, a once in a lifetime, hell, maybe a once in the lifetime of the country sort of freak of nature. I'm not saying there can't be another one like him, but Biden certainly will provide a certain sense of a return to normalcy for the next four years, at least. And I'm sure there's going to be more challenges to be faced and there's going to be more issues, but it's going to feel like there's a grown up at least who, whether you agree with him or not, he's, he's going to behave in a rational way that you can recognize as being human and with a certain degree of empathy and sympathy and a vision for something that goes further than himself. Mm. The, the, the endless narcissism. The, the the psychotic narcissism that this man has distri- exhibited over and over and over again, that's the true poison. It's not even about his political beliefs, if he does have any. It's just nothing matters to him other than him. Than self. And I don't think we've, we've never had to deal with that before in terms of a world leader. I mean, you know, even if they pay lip service to like, you know, but I right. care about you, but. There's, he couldn't even ma- manage to do that. It was only about the people who said they liked him. Those were the people that he would protect. And if anyone was, in his opinion, disloyal, whether it's Mike Pence now or anyone else who doesn't do exactly what he asks of them, they get thrown under the bus. It is, it's like a classic textbook example of malignant narcissism. And it's bad enough just to watch it as a human being, just what a repulsive person he is and how damaging he is to everyone around him but then you put that kind of person in a position with that much power it's a deadly combination literally we've seen five people now who are dead as a result of what happened 
at the Capitol. And he, he is directly responsible. Not even, well, you know, maybe he literally gave marching orders. His people gave marching orders. His enablers fomented and stirred up that anger and, and put them on the path directly into that destruction that happened. And it's if if a price is not paid. I know, you know, it, it's so easy now because the politicians, all they do is talk and they just give lip service to ideals that America is supposed to hold. But if we're truly a land of law and you and you you want to prove that this is the time when you got to do it. You got to make a, a tough, hard decision and go through a real rough patch in order to convince everyone that it's not all bullshit. Amen, man. Um, let's let's uh, 180. Woo-hoo. from this um but you know i felt like we couldn't not fucking touch on it if we were doing babylon live in front of people we would have touched on it as well oh, of course how could yeah. you i mean this is one of those this what you're saying this is history this is one of those moments where you can't avert your eyes and pretend like well we're just gonna we're gonna give you something else to think about for an hour that's usually our job but there are some times when you have to stop and you have to deal with what's happening and this is one of those moments because Please. You're right. This is going to be in history books. Liam Neeson's cock will still be just as big next week. <laughs> Probably bigger. <laughs> After all this. Did you see, side note, um, Liam Neeson, this like photo gallery online of Liam of him Neeson? pissing himself? Yeah. What's that all about? Uh, he likes a drink from now and then. So that's a like, I'm drunk thing. And uh, apparently, some there is some some men who have a hard time controlling their bladders if they're uh, if they're lit up. And apparently, he's one of them. Once again, makes me happy to be a stoner. Um, the uh, big news of last week, Ralph, uh, before we headed into the new year and and uh, the January sixth uh, terror campaign in our capital. Uh, quaintly, prior to that, was good old Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. Did you give it a watch? Yeah, I did. And you loved it. It it was fine. It, it was fine. The um, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm seeing all this acrimony online. It's it's the worst. They had the best wo- movie with the first one, and this is the worst DC movie ever with the second one. It's just it, no, it's not. It's not the worst. It's just it's fine. But I and I said this online with a, just sort of a brief review of it. It just all seemed so pointless at the end of it. I just felt like, what the hell was that all about? What? How, how did I spend two and a half hours committing to this story? What was? The, what were they thinking? It's true. In the first one, you know, it, it's fiction, of course, but you can make the argument like, oh, look at she fucking helped out during World War One. She yeah. went into no man's land and was taking fucking bullets and cleared a path and shit. Nothing really in Wonder Woman eighty four. We're like, well, thank God she was there. Yeah, I remember when the world was going crazy because everybody's dreams were coming true. I, and she was a part of that. I'm so glad <laughs> she helped out. She helped beat the magic rock. She did. That was the I, I remember I'm sitting there watching the movie and I'll be honest, I, I had a blast. On, I watched it New Year, uh, Christmas Day with Jen and, you know, Jen fucking went for it. And I was like, oh, my God, this never happens and shit. And I was blazing away watching on a big TV. So enough caveats. I enjoyed it. But uh, that being said, when the magic rock was introduced, (laughs) that was when I was like, no, no, no. All right. This whole movie is going to predicate on 
you make a wish on a rock and it comes true. And then, you know, their plot. That was the plot of the movie, Kevin. I don't know know. if you noticed that or not, but that was the plot of the film. I know. I I mean, there's a part of me that was like, well, you know, fucking well, big part of me. That's what helped me make it all the way through the adventure. I was like, look, you're fucking watching a movie about a woman from an island of ladies only. And she was made from clay because she's a goddess. And, you know, fucking Ares, she fought him at the end of the last one and she's fucking ageless. And you're going to draw a line in the sand about magic rocks. Like, don't be a dick. And so I see, I back. think the opposite. If you're give, if you're already swallowing all that, right. Then you can take the plot and go out there and make it something really fantastic and, and, and stretch our imaginations and really push it to the limit because we've already bought all that other stuff. They went back to the hoary old plot of, well, if you, if you make a wish on this, it'll come true. It's like it was I felt it was so beneath what we had already kind of set up with this character and what she's capable of. It it seemed the stakes were so ridiculous that when they tried to make the stakes high because bad things are going to happen because everybody's getting their wish. I was like, man, that's a stretch. You really you could have you could have come up with a bigger bad than that, I think, really. Um, Yeah, there's uh, my bar is so low. <clears throat> that I'm just happy to see her fight Cheetah. I was like, woohoo. Did you get enough of that though? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, to be honest, I was like, well, if they met like three more times and fought, like diminishing returns, it's one nice big fight between the two. And, and yeah, I but was, I thought the character, I mean, she, that's one. If Wonder Woman has a rogues gallery, Cheetah certainly has to be her Joker, man. At the top, right? Yeah. She basically became a henchman to the Lex Luthor of the piece. Mm. And I, I felt another just wasted opportunity that we didn't really get to see the clash between these two iconic adversaries that, that we were, we were hoping to get, especially because you could have like, you know, jettison the fucking Maxwell Lord and the magic rock and just had it been a Diana and Barbara story. Right. And instead of her like wishing for like, you know, I want to be an apex predator. She just fucking DNA, you know, splice. Put her in a lab. She's yeah. already a scientist. Exactly. So, you know, I'm glad they got there. And, and with the magic rock, when when she was like, you know, I want to be something nobody's ever seen before. I'm like, all right, well, fair, fair enough. That's how they get to their version of Cheetah. You know, fucking there's no one right way, so to speak. But I was, you know, kind of hoping it was more like fucking genetic testing and i'm changing my fucking dna and shit like that instead of i got a magic rock who's my buddies and walking magic rock and he just <laughs> gives out wishes but i and you know again i always kind of like uh bend a knee or take or doff the cap at uh like superior talent so i'm like well i couldn't do any of this and i enjoy you know, if I was not a filmmaker, if I if I'd never made a movie in my life, I never once would have like bumped into that. Probably, I would have been like, "Oh man, that was fun." Like, I, I don't I think you're being, I think you're being humble, which is sweet. But I've read a ton of Kevin Smith comic books in my life, right? And you would never settle for that plot in that movie. That's not what you would have come up with. You would not would have you wouldn't have a magic rock that if you make a wish on it your wish comes true. I know, but well, I do. I like uh, my fucking uh, Masters of the Universe is predicated on a magic sword. 
It's got all yeah. the power of the universe in it and stuff. I mean, I, it's, you know, at a certain point, I can't be judging. I'm like, magic rocks. <laughs> that's for babies. Magic swords. Now that's metal. <laughs> it was. It, it was fine. It was fine. Was, was, uh, let's talk about what we loved. And what we loved was. I love the opening. I yes. love Little Diane. I thought was I also, awesome. That was, I watched that and I said, I'm going to love this movie. And then she's like, I wish I'd learned my lessons then, but I, but I didn't know now. And I was like, oh, this is going to pay off in a big way. And you, wrote, <laughs> you had no idea she was being so honest. <laughs> I wish yes. I'd known then. Um, what about the mall save? I enjoyed that sequence as well. The introduction of her, you know, saving the little kid. It was when very that happened, Dick I Donner-ish. said, okay, they're going to do a uh, a loving parody of superhero movies. That's what this movie is going to be. And then that promise kind of fell flat. They didn't even follow through on that tone. Um, Chris Pine, charming as fuck. I'll watch him do anything. Agreed. Um, but I, the moral ambiguity about having him take over the body of another dude and was, also just, was baffling to me. And, and they never addressed it. And and so unnecessary in a, in a movie of like, you have already got the magic rock. Just wish it's him magic. back. Yeah, it's you don't. Magic. He it doesn't show up. It doesn't have to make sense. Where it's like, well, he's only back because he's right. in the body of this guy. And it's like, yes. well, that sounds rapey. So like, they literally could have just gotten away with. She made a wish on a magic rock, and he Bing. fucking came back. He shows up. Yeah, and that's it. And he could be himself in mirrors, and everybody could see who he is. And it wouldn't matter to the rest of the world because, like, this fucker died in the twenties. Uh, maybe it's his son, his grandson, for all we fucking. They're not going to remember him. Yeah, that yeah, one. They had, to, they had to quantum quantum leap him, and for what reason? Like, there was no real like like. Oh, I could see why they had to do that. It felt like in a world of wishes, just be like, I wish he was back, and there he is, and he's back, and then because ultimately. He was like, Diana, like, um, you got to wish me, let me go. And, and, and he just disappears anyway. So it's like, but she was like, no, I don't want to. I want to force this strange man to live with you inside him for the rest of his life and take away whatever life he had going on. I don't care about that. I'm going to just keep you here forever. It's like, well, that's a hell of a thing for a superhero to do. It's strange. And, and I know they're like, well, that's the point, man, is that she was, even she was given into the wishing rock. But I'm like, yeah, I don't think that was the intent. Like, I don't no. think they wanted. I don't think they wanted that. It was even weird at the end when she bumps into that dude in the street and shit, and he's like, "The, the hey. guy she fucked twice," <laughs> and he has no memory of it. He's the wor- he's the most unlucky guy in the world, and, and, and he me- fucked Wonder Woman a bunch and can't remember <laughs> a minute of it. a bunch, a bunch. Um, the weird thing is the audience remembers. So the whole time we're like, "What? What? 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 You should, but he." But he was been inside your magic cavern. They gotta, they gotta keep the the nookie out of these movies. You know what I'm saying? It there's complicated. There's things. a suggestion of nookie, like romance, like when the credits roll, we will fuck somehow. But like, keep it out of the movies. I remember the Batman v Superman when he Superman gets in the tub with Lois. I was like, this ain't. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I can't. I don't want to see this. Like, what is, isn't his weight density? greater than hers wouldn't he just like crush her shouldn't all their sex be on top what is he even doing what if, like all of this is just too many questions yeah too many questions um what is the next uh superhero oh wandavision starting yeah, very i'm soon. looking forward to that in a big bad way doesn't that look amazing doesn't it look like it's sure gonna does. be heartbreaking yes but like, also hilarious fun and then it's yes. gonna like heart- break your heart because she's 
clearly she's like fucking building her own reality and it's lost her mind and she yes. her man so much yeah oh, and, and things are going to intrude upon her faux reality they're gonna it's gonna f- snap her out of it and force her to deal with some shit she doesn't want to deal with or uh, she's just gonna things. keep escalating until she's an avengers level threat motherfucker yeah because she's supposed to be well she's in the multiverse of madness and hopefully she's the big bad that'd be amazing if they spend this series turning her into a fucking god and then like they got to take her down and multi multiverse of madness oh and then she is a magic rock and then <laughs> hawkeye makes a wish on it and well, that's he, gets what I'm in, he gets infinite arrows he I, never runs out of arrows pew, pew. i remember when i saw um avengers i was in australia we were doing a jane silent bob tour in australia and the first avengers came out we went to see it like you know at a midnight show and stuff and right off the top like fucking the Loki pokey stick where he'd like pew puts it on your heart and turns you into a bad guy. I remember being, I, I, I did. I was like, Oh my God, are you kidding me? Like that's part of this. Like Iron Man makes sense. Like on some level and shit, you know, <laughs> even Thor makes sense on some level. But if you're going to start poking people and being like, pew, you're the bad guy, pew, you're a bad guy. Like, I was like, are we gonna, are we sure about this? And then they built a, you know, billion dollar fucking franchise. That's how I felt about the magic rock, except because of the Loki pokey stick, which I had to, you know, eventually they were like, that's the infinity stone, you fuck. And I'm like, all right, it's badass now. <laughs> they didn't, you know, unless they retcon this magic rock a couple movies from now to be like, that's, you know, the spirit destiny or whatever. <laughs> then, you know, then I'm like, that, that would get me. Then I'm like, it was worth it. It's bar so low for me. I'm such a fan, dude. I'm you not, are. I'm really not discerning boy. enough to be like, no, they. I don't think they did their jobs. And something. I'm not super discerning either in terms of like it has to be canon or you have to follow through. And do it. but in you know, in issue 94, she. I don't live that life. Mm. But if you're going to make one of these movies with these characters, you just have to make it engaging for me, entertaining. The stakes have to be such that I'm drawn in and I give a shit. I gave so many shits in that first one. Yeah. I didn't give so many in the second one about anybody. It's weird. It's like, because the, the Maxwell Lord thing, he was chewing up the scenery and it's like, is this a comic performance or is it not? And, you know, if you want a guy to be calling the shots and put Dr. Psycho in there, a guy who can actually control people's minds and stuff. I mean, make it pick a pick a lane and just stick to it. I, I couldn't understand what was going on. I just, and I, obviously not in terms of the plot, but just in terms of the tone, that movie was just all over the place. The Did you like the Invisible Jet sequence? I did like that moment. Yeah. I liked it, too. I know a lot of people were like, come on, man. Like, all of a sudden, she's like, I think I can turn shit invisible. And I'm like, "I." the moment she said that and she was in a jet, I started hooting. So, like, you know, hooting like Putin, motherfucker, because I was like, I know what's next. Two and two make four. We're going to see the Invisible Jet. So, I was fine with the, you know, they're like, come on, that's convenient. And I'm like, the whole fucking movie's convenient. Like, you know, she's got superpowers and shit. Like, come on. So I enjoyed that very much. I thought that was a kind of cute and clever way to introduce the idea of. That's how I felt about it. It's like, oh, this is clever of them to find a way to, to touch on one of the, you know, the iconic aspects of this character that's really hard to, to still play with after the 1940s. To take that and to to do it in that way, I was like, well, that's a nice little nod to the history of the character. I was fine with and it. And speaking of beautiful nods, they're like, I don't know why they 
put it in the credits, man. They should have made it fucking put it in the movie proper. But having OG Wonder Woman Linda Carter show up in that beautiful cameo was like <gasps> huge applause in a house of two. You know, as we were sitting here, same. I was like, "Oh, more of this, less, less magic rocks." (laughs) Yes. Um, The armor was cool, although they didn't really do a fuck ton with it. Nope. But I lot of stuff got introduced that did really not pay off. What lesson did she learn as little Diana, by the way, Kevin? That she learned at the end that she that came back (laughs) to teach her an important lesson at the end of the film. That you can't always win. Is that is that it? But she did. That sometimes in she order won, to- she won with a fourteen minute monologue with a guy with a rope around his ankle. That's how she won. Sometimes in order to win, you need to sit on the floor. Because <laughs> that's that's how I live my life. <laughs> WW life, my friend. <laughs> they were both sitting down on the floor. You're right. Little young Diana was on her ass, and so was Diana. Yeah, maybe that's it. When, um, when life gives you lemons, just sit on your ass. The uh, they announced very quickly. They were like, oh, "This yeah, is a did. success," so we'll be doing a three, um, which didn't. It, it it felt more like uh, less more less like uh, a, a woohoo! This is a celebration, and more of a like, don't worry. There's one more coming and you're probably yeah, we'll fix it. Yeah. Something like that, which seemed unfortunate, but um, I'm here for it. They can make any Wonder Woman movie they want. I'm fucking there for it. They said, how do you uh, not make one with Peter Dinklage as Dr. Psycho? Yeah. Well now, well, they're talking about uh, doing Cersei in, uh, in, you know, uh, um, in three, mm-hmm. she's another big, bad, big, yeah. bad. Um, but yeah, Doctor Psycho is just just sitting right there. I've said this before, and I know you disagree, but these films struggle when they try to service multiple villains. It always seems like, and they're they're putting themselves at an unnecessary disadvantage when they're trying to service two origin stories and two different villains with two different ultimate goals. It just complicates things in a way that very rarely does it add to the film it almost always subtracts i find could have gotten away with an all barbara movie yeah absolutely absolutely didn't need a magic rock to bring steve back no could have literally just been steve's grandson absolutely that's what they did in the series yes that's right yeah Lyle Wagner played Steve Trevor in the 40s and then he was modern Steve Trevor too he was the grandson or something of Steve Trevor uh, and then he went off to build a fucking empire on star wagons. That's like, right. Fuck this show. He's like, you know what a real fantasy dream come true is? I built out two bangers. <laughs> <laughs> you know why? Because actors need some place to fuck. That's what it says. The inscription on every star wagon. Because actors need some place to fuck. <laughs> um, there it is, folks. You wanted headlines? We gave you fucking headlines. Uh, give it up to the guy who, without whom there is no 2021. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. I don't know about that. <laughs> Mr. Ralph fucking Garman. Let's hear it for my babble brother, Mr. Kevin Smith. And that is Give Me Headlines for this week. I'm Kevin Smith. I'm Ralph Garman. And we just gave you headlines. <laughs> give me head. Give me head. Give me headlines. 
give me head. This podcast has been produced exclusively for members of that Kevin Smith Club.com.